What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Dogs and Hogs. We've got Russ Tanner as usual. I'm your host, Bobby Andrews. Russ, you're honestly you're you're lucky I'm here today. I'm I lucky. Got, I got my wisdom teeth out Friday. So uh <laughs> by the grace of God, he has allowed me to not I've heard some horror stories about right. some wisdom teeth. I I are you a pansy when it comes to pain? Oh no. No, I, I'm I was fine. I stopped taking my what what's the was yeah, it hydro whatever yeah, hydrocodone yeah. hydrocodone whatever yeah, yeah. I stopped taking that <laughs> day one, um, so yeah I was uh, I I handled it pretty well. Woke up the next day, felt fine, felt ready to go. Um, so yeah, the toughest part was not being able to work out till like Tuesday or something like that. Oh, so. Nice humble brag, I like that. Oh, well, not the not the one up you, but back in my day, no lie, I had five wisdom teeth and a cyst. All had to come out at one time. So mm. yeah, five wisdom teeth. But how was your glad, experience? Glad, uh, you know. I'm a trooper, dog. Yeah. Did it? Did I've heard horror stories. Did it drag out nah, for like a week fine. or two? Nah, I don't know. I don't right. remember. I was like 18. Nothing hurts when you're 18. Yeah. I guess you're right. So. Well, welcome everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, yeah, we'll just quick some 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 quick wisdom teeth talk. Oh, look at that, Roddy. Shout out to Roddy. He's back on the boards right now. Bobby is, Bobby so, is tough. so tough. Lol. <laughs> Thanks, Roddy. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, everyone, you know, welcome <laughs> into Dogs and the Hogs. We've got a lot tuned in uh, for this show. Uh, we've got, you know, we'll eventually get around to some Super Bowl. We've got Georgia yep. having, you know, the number one recruiting class in the nation yet again under Kirby Smart. Yep. Uh, Dylan Raiola, he's he's back in the conversation again. We've got a clip that we're going to pull up here in a minute. Um, just, yeah, stay tuned. We, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, first up, yep, Roddy's got it up right there on the screen. Dylan Raiola's father had a conversation, I guess, uh, was this with Rivals uh, or an interview with Rivals, I think, or something like that. Yep. Um, and and I did not know that Roddy Nabolsi and Dylan Rola's dad were brothers. I mean, look at that guy. <laughs> yeah, Lee. I mean, Roddy's a beard. He's got the goatee. He's a beard away from being yeah. Dylan's brother, Dominic's yeah. cousin, whatever. Yeah. All right. So, hit it, Roddy. We'll say, bring up one guy's name. His name's Kirk Herbstreet. When he saw, he saw the smoke. Uh, about Dylan entertaining Nebraska, he was like, called me. He said, dude, is this true? He got to do it. You know, he got to do it. He, he, his affinity for Nebraska, uh, for a guy like that to tell me and to, you know, get behind me. Look, I, I knew, I knew he needed to do it, but I wasn't going to sit here and say, you need to go change that place or be a part of the change at that place. Um, so when Kirk told me that, you know, I was like, man, you know, this is, I've had people reach out, other coaches reach out, reach out to me and say, look, the, the place is special. Coach Rule is a special leader. We'll say bring up one. Yeah, so you heard it all here. I'm, I'm we're seeing some comments rolling. Feel free to comment, like, subscribe to the channel, UJSports.com, all of that, guys. Ask some questions. We'll get to them. But I see some comments right here. Breaking Kirk Herbstreet. This is Doghouse Tailgate. Yep, breaking Kirk Herbstreet hired by University of Alabama <laughs> as head of recruiting. We've got some Kirk, uh, James Carraway. Kirk Herbstreet is such a joke. Gets mad at FSU fans when they correctly said he swayed voters to keep them out of the playoffs. Now this, um, I have a lot of respect for Kirk Herbstreet. I don't think this, this doesn't necessarily affect the respect that I have for Kirk Herbstreet. It makes me question some of Dylan Raiola's motives or, or who is feeding into him. Did, you know, there was, there was a little conversation of did Dylan make this decision yeah. on his own or did he have some outside sources influencing him Obviously, it seems like he had some outside perspectives yeah. that kind of swayed his decision in the last in the final hours. All right. I'm on a you know, I know it doesn't make for a great clicks and viewership to not have hot takes with this stuff. Like yeah. come down and hammer on a kid, flip floppy, 
now my man Daryl Huckabee just said he played at five high schools in four years. We'll be fine. He's actually right. Hundred percent <laughs> agree with him. But man, it's hard. It's hard, right? Being a kid who is that talented with the world of NIL, with social media, with all the stuff the way it is, and, and unfortunately. Like Kirk Herbstreit is going to get hammered by Georgia fans this year. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much the third strike for college game day, right? I mean <laughs> they got rid of my boy DP. Pat McAfee trolled us at the end. Yep, and now Herbstreit's come out and said that he's flipping our top recruit somewhere else. Yeah, so that's probably three strikes. I didn't watch game day last year. I probably won't watch it again this year. Whatever, it's America. Praise God for that. We're free to do what we want to do. I would assume there's probably context around this from Herb Street, meaning something like the tradition of college football needs places like Nebraska to be better than they are. Because Nebraska has been absolutely terrible for a long time now. And I like Matt Rule, by the way. I don't have anything against Nebraska. Yep. I like Matt Rule. Anytime I hear the guy talk, seems like a good dude, seems like a good leader, like the guy said. I, I agree with that. So I think Herb Street probably, I hope, was saying – for the tradition of where it's at, how cool of a story it is. Like if, if one of my three sons is fortunate enough to be able to be big enough, fast enough, strong enough, whatever it may be, to play college football, like I hope he plays at Georgia, right? Because yeah. I love it. I'm sure that Dominic Rello loves it too. The bad part about the interview, the bad look of that is he said that Kirk Herstreet called him and said, dude, you got to do this. Yeah. I mean, nothing illegal about that. Herstreet's not getting any money to him. There's nothing wrong with that. But I don't know. You can't be, in my opinion, if you're that big of a national figure. And Kurt Herbstreit is probably the face of college football media, right? Really? I mean, is there yeah. a bigger a bigger name than Kurt Herbstreit when it comes to national media for, for college football? Oh. So to have the appearance of playing favorites, trying to pick winners, trying to influence a kid to do something, like it's just not a great look. And and I bet he wishes that Rayola hadn't gone on Twitter or Instagram or wherever, wherever that interview was, was up at and said that. At the end of the day, <laughs> yes, the kid was influenced by family really wanting him to go there, which I get it. I'm from Wrightsville, Georgia, homie. Like, I wasn't sure I was going to Georgia to the very end, but, you know, I had family, had people around me that wanted me to go there. He probably has the same thing. Right. There's a lot of money being thrown his way by Nebraska. I'm sure they're paying him more NIL than Georgia's going to offer him at the very beginning. And then, you know, the social media aspect of probably getting in his ear. And he even said a little bit, his little poem that he wrote on the early sign of day yeah. saying, he wanted to go basically be the man, not be a cog and a wheel in the big machine. I think all those things kind of played into it, and and he goes, but yeah, it, it, it's not a good look for Kirk Herbstreet for the Rayola dad to come out and say, yeah, Kirk called me and said, go to Nebraska. You need to. Awesome. Good luck with that. Yeah. Man, he, he said he, he had other coaches, other people call him and say that yeah. too. So a lot, of, a lot of bad blood are out there right now. A lot of people saying, you know, they're trying to keep top prospects away from Georgia, and for good reason. I mean, I think that's a perfect segue into Georgia securing officially the number one recruiting class in the nation yet again. Added another three-star recruit today, a wide receiver, Jeremy Bell. Um, he's people are saying he's supposed to be pretty good. He's a preferred walk-on. Yeah. Um, and and you know people are saying he could have an immediate impact with Georgia. So. Um, you know, it, uh, a lot to look forward to. Uh, Roddy pulled it up right there. You know, Georgia Lane's number one recruiting class again and again, again and again, which is true because that is the fourth time under Kirby Smarts in four out of nine years has he secured the number one recruiting class in the nation. Um, yeah, they're just people they're are trying to keep the, the recruits well, away from Georgia. 
I, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know what he's highlighting. I don't have my glasses on. I can't see it. What's it saying? Since Nick Saban retired, he, as in Kirby Smart, yeah. is unequivocally the best recruiter in college football. He is. It's not even close, right? I mean, even with Saban in there, it was a. It was an argument. Was it Kirby? Was it Saban? Top class. Top class. Top class. Top class. And then two national championships. Play for a third. One, probably the best team in the country this year. Although the record he got beat later on, didn't get to play for it. So yeah, what Kirby's doing is unbelievable. You know. To go back towards that Herb Street thing, trying to keep recruits away from Georgia for a minute. <laughs> we live we live in I mean, I literally live in Oconee County, Bishop, Georgia. I live twenty minutes from Sanford Stadium. So we live in a place to where Georgia football is <laughs> I mean, it's the breath, right? It's the air we breathe pretty much. So that's all we want. Then you gotta know the national media, man, they want parody. They go they want to sell advertisements all over the place. So yeah. And and by the way, it's also good for them to have a villain. Bama was the villain for so long. Georgia's the villain now because you're the you're the big bully on the block, especially Harbaugh gone, Saban gone. But it doesn't matter if you get, if you keep getting these types of classes that Kirby's getting, and he will because he is that driven, he is that focused, he is that detail oriented, and that singular sing. Wow, he knows what he wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get the word out. Yeah. He know he knows what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. And, and I think he's wired differently than all these other coaches right now. There's not many people wired like Kirby Smart. So you recruit at the level he is, top class four out of nine. My assumption is, and I don't know if we got stats or anything on this, he's probably top three in probably seven or eight of the nine, top five in probably every single year. Maybe that first class he had was a little bit down. But yeah. but it, it's, it's wild at the level that Georgia's recruiting at right now. So, you know, Georgia ain't going, Georgia, Georgia ain't going nowhere, man. And it's because of recruiting. That's why. Yeah. Roddy, I don't know if you have it up there, but the list of the years that we had, I think it was we had three, I think it was three in a row, three years in a row we had. Uh, yeah, there it is. So 2017, number three, and then three years in a row, 2018, 2019, 2020, number one, and then five, three, two, and then what? Three and one or something yeah. like that. Um, or yeah, uh, 2024 is yes. Now, yeah, number one. Number one. So Sheesh. that's what high school kids say <laughs> i mean yeah it's it's wild i mean georgia has the top i mean is there a roster in college football that you would trade for right now that you would trade georgia's roster for i no. don't think so no i mean ohio state is probably the only one that even gets a mention with that and right. that's because i mean they hammered the portal this year and they've they recruit well but there's not a single roster that you're going to take over georgia's roster and that's not me being an alumni a dgd none of that stuff not a fan that is from the outside looking in <laughs> with as objective of a view as I can have saying George has the most talented roster in the country would have been even more talented if Rayola had been there. Yes. Are we now the lit? Are we, do we drop a run? Cause we don't have Rayola? Absolutely not. Cause George is so much better in the front seven than everybody else yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. And that's why we won two of the last however many national championships, two of the last three and played for another one right before that. So, yeah, I, I, I ain't real worried about Mr. Rayola going out there to resurrect uh, Nebraska football. I hope Nebraska's good. Look, I hope Nebraska's good at football. I hope Oklahoma's good at football. I hope USC's good at football. FSU, Miami, Penn State, Michigan. I hope all those teams are good at football. And then I want to beat the crap out of them. Yeah, so for sure. I like this comment right here. Kirk Herbstreit, emotional support dog. Tell him to call Raviol. <laughs> Remember Kirk's last college game was a whipping by UGA. 
Um, yeah, the, the ravioli thing just got me. I don't know why I found that. Does so he got funny. a dog named Ravioli? No, that's just plan words of Ryola. You can't listen to anything Phil Nichols says, by the way. No, so, no, I know. Look, this is this is the funny thing about this this little podcast show we do. I know most of our commenters personally, <laughs> and we've got some pieces of work. Yeah, I mean, so, you're constantly bringing up some of your old plane buddies who are yeah. commenting in the in the comment section. So if, unless, if you're unless that, unless that was Lisa. His wife, which I'm assuming that was actually Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, any of Russ's playing buddies, if you're in, if you're watching, feel free to leave us some comments. Um, you know, yeah. Give us, give us some things to talk about here. Cause this is, you know, we're, we're in, we're in a little bit of a, a lull <laughs> area here in the college football world today. Today was signing day, believe it or not, but I, it and wasn't. I, and I don't believe it. it. Right. Exactly. Because what it was, it was the tail end of the signing day. All the, all the major guys have already signed. So it's it's like you know Georgia gets a couple guys here and there some preferred walk-ons yeah. stuff like that it's but but today believe it or not was was a signing day so yeah. um yeah just just crazy crazy kind of time in the uh I guess the the media realm kind yeah. of a little moment so you, you know the, the crazy thing to me you talk about signing day you talk about preferred walk-ons so I, I I read the article about the kid that that we signed today the bail the bail kid I think was his last name sorry if I'm messing it up the wide receiver I mean the dude's like five eleven a buck eighty buck ninety whatever it is Jeremy Bell yeah there it is. Um, he's a three-star prospect. That means he can play Division One football somewhere. But he chose to walk on at Georgia. I think the thing that Kirby doesn't get enough credit for around here is how they do roster management and how they do scholarship distribution. Um, I, there was a post on the dog event this week trying to figure out the scholarships and where we're at with all that stuff. And and I, I don't know. I mean, I think the NIL stuff changes it because you can get kids now that get NILs. You don't have to be on scholarship to get NIL, by the way. So maybe that guy, maybe the Jeremy Bell guy's getting a little bit of NIL stuff equivalent to tuition or something like that to help. So I don't know how they get to the 85 number that the NCAA still makes them stay at. They Because if you just do the pure math, not enough guys have left for enough guys that are coming in. Right. But but Kirby manages it well. And 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 also Georgia fans got to know this. We're going to have several more transfers here in the next couple of months. I mean, there's a few right now I know for a fact have already had the conversation with the staff over there and told them, you know, whatever for whatever reason that they're moving on. So, you know, that and that's nothing bad against them. Great kids, been good parts of the program. You know, different reasons going on, but there's going to be some spots to kind of open up. But Georgia has to manage those manage those scholarship numbers to get 85, and I think Kirby does that probably better than anybody in the country. Yeah, um, we're talking about James Carraway's like Kirby track record, uh, preferred walk-ons is is elite. Nobody manages a roster better than that. I mean, we can we can go down the list and and just talk about like you know who else was a three-star recruit? Who? Lad McConkey. Lad. Like, I mean, we can go – I'm sure we could go down the list and name three-star recruits and, and all these different guys. But we're, we're, I think that will be another good segue into uh, kind of talking about the the five Bulldogs that are expected to go yeah. uh, very high in this upcoming draft. So, uh, Roddy said Eric Stokes was a was a three-star. So, um, yeah, so just, just a lot of different guys that Georgia has recruited that ended up being three-stars. I think Jeremy Bell – uh, as as an opportunity to to kind of fill the shoes of of some of the guys who are leaving. Uh, shout out John Williamson right here tuning in from Rocket City. Great job, Russ and Bobby and Roddy Nabulsi. So uh, 
Thanks yeah. for tuning in, guys. Um, and we, you know, I've got, I've got a, a and I, a question here, kind of in my mind. And okay. Roddy, right for the fans who who are watching the show, we really appreciate it. By the way, Roddy's behind the scenes. We can see Roddy. You guys can't see him, but he can jump on. So he may have to jump on because I don't, I don't know the answer to this question because you're about to go. I think there's what twelve guys projected to be drafted this year. Is that what you told me? Pre-show for Georgia? For Georgia? Yeah. I don't. I don't I mean, remember just, having uh, that conversation with you. There are five guys projected five. to go in the okay. top sixty-two. All right. That ESPN has. I said twelve. No idea where it came. I from. don't. I don't know either. But you know, I'm, I'm curious as to where those guys were ranked by all the recruiting services coming out. Yeah. What What was the star stuff coming out on those guys? You got a lad McConkey. He's a three star guy. He's going to be a second round, possibly late first round guy if he if he works out well. You got a Morris Mims, right? Who is Morris Mims is probably. He had to be a five-star guy. You don't you don't get built like he was built. I don't remember the rankings on it, but I think George's done an excellent job of obviously development of talent when they get there. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's 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 what's another thing that's really impressive. Like Kirby hires elite recruiters, but then they develop those guys over there. And a lot of that probably do with the analysts, the staff, all the people that have around. But it's a different world, man. And when you get guys like Lad McConkey, who you know, Lad McConkey was a three-star because of his size. His talent at high school probably should have been a higher rated guy for sure. But but he developed, he played well. So yeah, who who are the five? Who are the five that they're projecting like top sixty? Yep. So we've got Brock Bowers number fourteen, which I don't. This is this is ESPN yep. mock mock drafts and stuff like that. So it's it's a conglomerate. You know, people vote on this stuff. Mel Kiper has him in the top ten. If you care about Mel yep. Kiper or not. So uh, Brock Bowers at number fourteen to the Saints. Amarius Mims to number number twenty to the Steelers. Lad number thirty three to the Panthers. Kamari Laster, number 41 to the Packers, and Javon Board, number 62 to the Ravens. Let's go down the list on each one of these guys and kind of discuss, do we think that they are a good fit with this team, or where where do we see them being a good fit with this team? Let's start with Brock Bowers, number 14 to the Well, Saints. we know this. The Falcons aren't going to take any of them. Definitely not. <laughs> They're not drafting any of the Georgia players. Maybe Raheem Morris. Raheem, we believe in you, big dog. Like, bring some dogs over there, so. All right, you said Brock, the first one. Brock, let's let's discuss Brock. They have him set to the to the Saints here. I'm pretty sure Mel Kiper has him number seven to I don't know who's number seven. Doesn't uh, matter. Was it the Chargers? Maybe I can't remember. I don't know who it is. I've I've seen projected to the Chargers because I thought him and Harbaugh. I actually never seen that. But look, Brock Bowers is a fit anywhere he goes in the modern NFL game now, where the that that. Flex tight end position is so important because you want to run, you want to be able to run different play types with the same personnel packages in there. You get Brock Bowers in it, and look, Brock Bowers is not Darnell Washington, right? He's not a big, bruising, drive blocking, bear you guy, but he can put his hand in the dirt and he can get on people and move them. He's a he's a capable blocker at the point of attack. But he can spread out, and now he's a wide receiver to where if you don't put a corner or a really good cover safety on him, you're in trouble. Yeah. That skill set is probably one of the the skill sets outside of quarterback and two or three other positions that's in the highest demand in the NFL game right now. And Brock is elite, man. Like, he is a different cat. There are some people that are just different than everybody else. We've got people watching our show tonight like, man, you should have seen this one kid I had. He played seventh grade football with me. Oh, man. Brock ain't like that. <laughs> Brock is a different dude. Mm-hmm. He is he is on another level. I mean, the fact that you have to mention Brock Bowers in the same breath as Herschel Walker and David Pollock, right, as the only three-time All-Americans in the University of Georgia history, 
tells you he's on a different level. So I don't see how Brock slips to 14 or 15 unless just the absolute needs of teams are too great. He is too good of a football player to to go that low. I don't think there's any place that Brock won't be a good fit. Yeah. Um, we saw James Caraway mentioned there nine solid draftees could be as high as 11 and 12. You know, the, the names that I didn't list here, we just listed the top five uh, projected, at least, you know, Cedric Van Peran, Tyke Smith, some yep. of the other guys, um, Zion Logue, Kendall Milton, and Marcus Roseby Jackson, of yep. course. So, Roddy's got the list right up there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we got a lot of different guys. The next one up is Amarius Mims, yep. projected just on literally his size. Physical ability. Physical ability. Yeah. He is a, a first-round draft pick. Yep. Number 20 to the Steelers. Sure. Thoughts on on him going to the Steelers? I mean, look, I'm a Steel- I like the Steelers. Yeah. Right? I I'm a big Mike Tomlin guy. Yeah, I like so. Mike Tomlin. Nothing wrong with that. George Pickens, I guess he stays there. I don't know. Yeah. Like a little tumultuous there towards the end this past year, it seems like. But I like the Steelers. And, it, you know, I think Mims needs to go somewhere where he's going to have somebody that is willing to stay on him. And Tomlin's single, he's that type of guy. Yeah. But he's not cutting guys slack. And and that's the, that's the crazy thing about the NFL. It, like, I have some uh, amazing amount of NFL experience to speak on here. <laughs> like, there ain't no hand holding up there, dog. Like, you've got to perform or else you take your butt home yeah they don't play with that so i think a place for him like a steelers a really solid organization with a leader like mike tomlin who has been there probably one of the, he may be the longest tenure coach in the nfl now i don't know um but one of the longest tenure ones at the very least is it, probably a great fit for him a mature organization with a mature coach is a good spot for a kid like mims who is probably the most physically talented player in the draft but needs to learn how to put it all together when it yeah. comes to being a football player for sure I think the Steelers would, would be a good fit. I yeah. mean, it's it's like I said, Mike Tomlin. I just think for the reasons that you said, I think that they'll he'll have an opportunity yeah. to develop there. Um, back to Brock, back to Brock. I thought about this shit. The Saints. I'm not a big NFL fan. I, I mean, I watch NFL, I like it, whatever. But I hope he doesn't go for the Saints. That's the one team I don't pull for really at all. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm with you on that one. Anyone anyone really but the Saints. Um, yeah, I think I I don't want to skip down to, to Javon Bullard quite yet because he's lower on this, but I think Bullard at sixty two would be a steal. I think he's anyways. We'll get there in a minute. Lad at number thirty three to the Panthers. Um, Brent Rollins mentioned that he would be surprised if he saw Lad maybe slip into the forties, pick number forty three, maybe to the Falcons. Yeah, but obviously, like you mentioned, the Falcons don't take Georgia players. Georgia players. Georgia players. Yeah, so. I mean. You hope for for guys like Lad, and again, there there's not a bad landing spot. If you make the NFL, it is really amazing, mm-hmm. and it's a great spot. But I hope for his sake, he didn't go to the Panthers. Yeah. I want I want the guys I really pull for to go to better teams, right? Um, and they they are a mess. You know, they're owner through beer on fans this year. You know, fired several coaches. It seems like in the last six months, what it feels like. So. A little tumultuous. Lad's going to be a great pro. He's going to be a guy that shows up every day, does the work he's supposed to do, is prepared, is ready, and all that. And maybe and Bryce Young may be, may be a good fit for him at quarterback. But I hope he goes to a place a little bit more stable of an environment, just for his sake. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Lad again. He's going to be he's going to be a great NFL player. Yeah. They've got Adam Thielen on the roster currently. Yeah. I don't know if he's what, what type of deal he's signed with the Panthers. Yeah. I'm not that into the Panthers, so I don't know if Adam Thielen is sticking around this upcoming season. However, they do have Adam Thielen and, and, you know, Adam Thielen was really good there for a while with, with the Vikings and lad, it may be a good type of guy to kind of, you know, for Thielen to take him under his wing. 
Um, so that's that's the that's the positive that I would see if they keep Adam Thielen, a, a similar guy um, that I think that that Lad could benefit from. But yeah. other than that, stay away from the Panthers at all cost right now. Um, yeah, I hope you don't go there. Yeah, it's tough. Their offense is tough. The defense is great. Yeah. Offense, they can't score points. Yeah, so. I know. So, um, yeah, I I think I mean it's so tough to just project where where we could. Yeah, play. I mean, you, and and who knows? I don't follow enough. No, yeah. I know we we got different guys we're talking about. I mean, we talked about last week a little bit. Rosemary Jack Saint essentially being a great pro. I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if Cedric Vampire and Granger had the longest NFL career of anybody in this class. Yeah, people were talking about him to the Eagles if uh, if Kelsey, Kelsey retires. Yeah. It would that be a great fit? fit. It'd be and a great they, fit. they love their Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. I think that would be a phenomenal fit. I think Georgia fans would love it too, because I mean, who knows? The word, you know, Falcons, if they don't turn around here soon, a lot of Georgia fans are gonna start cheering for the Eagles because start. <laughs> yeah, good point. We They're did. already the Philly dogs. So yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, but that's a that's a guy, man, who could who could catch on somewhere. Next thing you know, he's got a 10, 12, 14 year NFL career. Yeah. You look at guys like Ben Jones, David Andrews, um, you know, very similar type players to yeah. Cedric. You know, thick, strong, smart, tough leaders. Very smart. Yeah. They make it. Yep. For sure. So, yeah. I pull for him. Yeah. Uh, Kamari Laster, number 41 to the Packers. He's a dog. He, yeah. He's a great, great corner. So, yeah. I mean, you look at any team that needs a corner, you can you literally just plug and play there. So, yeah. Roddy, Roddy, what was Kamari Lasseter coming out of high school? Can we can we get his rankings on there? Because you talk, we talked about Eric Stokes earlier. You know, you got that'd be cool. Have two. four star. He's he's flashing four star. Yeah, so he's a four star guy on there. So I mean, he's a guy that not the elite elite, but you know, four star recruits are very highly regarded. But that'd be cool if you saw Eric Stokes on one side, Kamari Lasseter on the other for the Packers. Yeah, it, it's funny, man. In my old age, growing up, I just liked the Falcons because they were the closest team to me. We only got channel 13, WMAZ, <laughs> down in Wrightsville. And that's only if you turn the antenna right. My Nana had a thing on her on her house where you had to you turn the knob and the, and the antenna turned. Do you even know about that? No. Huh? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Have you ever watched TV not – have you ever watched TV on an antenna? Not antenna, no. I had the big the big 100-pound uh, box TV with the back sticking out like this far. Yeah. And whenever we got rid of it, I had to, you know – carry it out it took like three people like a carry. big screen no it was like a box that but was you probably on, like but you were on satellite or cable or something yeah cable cable yeah. i grew up on um comcast I, you know, xfinity now whatever it's called now i'm so. not kidding you <laughs> i'm sorry we got kamari last on the screen that is a good thing <laughs> that's a good thing to see but no in wrightsville look we lived at the bottom of the hill so we got five channels we got 13 58 20 13 58 24 41 and 29 and on a good day, you got TV 35 out of Dublin, but that wasn't a good, that wasn't <laughs> anything there. At my Nana's house at the top of the hill, for whatever reason, you only got channel 13 and channel 29. 29, by the way, is GPTV, PBS, so you can't watch no football on that. Right. So we only got CBS. That's all we got. And you had to turn the antenna to get it to come in. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. So anyways. Living in good times of the it, streaming services. Look, huh? man. Well, no, those were much better times. The world would be a much better place, by the way, if we didn't sit here and watch people like me and you podcast at night and stream this and that and the other. But please keep watching us. Yeah. Do this. Um, I was about to say, our viewership's going to go down the drain. They I don't have antennas that. either. Oh, man. But, yeah. But anyways, anyway, I don't even know where I was going with all that. You got me down sidetrack lane. Yeah, that was my fault. Hey, look sure. at Roddy. Hey, guys, real quick. You were asking about where these guys were uh, rated coming out of high school. 
Brock Bowers was a four-star. Uh, Marius Mims was a five-star. Uh, Kamari Lasser was a four-star. Ladd McCockey was a three. Uh, Javon Bullard also a three. Cedric Van Pram was a four. Becky Smith was a four. Zion Logue was a four. Kendall Milton, four or five. He kind of bounced around there a little bit, depending on uh, which which you go with. You're trying to go with the, the consensus, if you will. And Marcus Risby Jack St. was a four. So, again, uh, if you're ranked a five-star in the rivals rankings, and Georgia signed four of them, by the way, in this past class, Alabama also signed four, but one of them, Julian Sands, already gone. So, uh, if you we rank you a five-star, we expect you to be a first-round draft pick. If we rank you four-star, then second, third, fourth round, three-star, we still expect you to be draftable, maybe even all-conference. So three-star is not a derogatory ranking by any means. Most, I mean, well, there's like 800 three-stars. Uh, that's not a lot out of three million high school football players. So, mm, yeah. uh, And it's tough people go, well, you ranked him five-stars. He wasn't taken in the first round. Well, sometimes they go in the second. You know, injuries can happen. Uh, Kendall Milton looked like a – on his first day, looked like a guaranteed first-round draft. Yeah. You know? And then some guys play their way up. Some guys play their way down. Some guys get interest. Some guys stay healthy. You never know how it's going to work out. But the number – go back to the rankings there with Kirby Smart getting his uh, uh, recruiting classes in uh, 2018, 2019, 2020, number one, number one, number one. And then he has back-to-back national championships in the following two years. Those recruiting rankings matter. Yeah, they matter. And, and, and you guys, and when I say you guys, the rivals, all the big recruiting services of the world have gotten so much better in the last 10 years or so as far as identifying players and understanding what measurables you need to look at. And also, I think you guys probably have access now to more people like coaches and all that that give you an idea of who they're looking at, what they're thinking, et cetera. I mean, everybody has an agenda, even the coaches. So they're trying to leak information and get information, et cetera. So I think that the ability to rank and understand and project players is way better than it was when, even when I came out, you know, twenty some odd years ago. Um, but it's also technology because you can get a lot more. I mean, a lot of kids put out film that they didn't get before. Now we're getting uh, huddle highlights the next day after a game, whereas yeah. in years past you might have some kids would come out. I think it was like a Washon Ely or somebody from ECI came out and they had like no no highlights. Getting <laughs> any good, you know? But then if you uh, uh, now a Two-star nobody. He has huddle highlights with a star going around his, you know, him getting blocked. You know, it's, uh, uh, the technology's advanced. Plus, uh, we've hired a bunch of people who've worked in college football and been in those rooms saying, we're going to offer this kid and we're going to not offer that one. So, yeah, you're right. But, the scouting's got it better. But a lot of that has to do with increased technology. You get to see a lot more. And yeah. you know a little bit more about what the coaches are looking for. And, and, and I will say this to, to Roddy's point. For, for the recruiting guys that's like, I'm old school. Rankings don't matter. Yes, the heck they do. Bullshit. Okay. It, doesn't, it doesn't determine, by the way. Your ranking doesn't determine your destiny. Not even close to it. But it gives us a pretty dang good idea of the guys that, even, that can even get up to the plate and take that bat and have a shot. Yeah. So, I always love the people that say, well, he was a two-star and he went the first round. Yeah, it, it, it's not prohibitive. Or got there, there, there ain't many Thomas Davises in the world. There ain't many Tim Jennings of the world. I mean, that those days because of the access to people is are pretty much gone. There, it will happen some, but it's rare. So it's the exception to the rule that people say. Well, that you know, that proves it's not true. I'm like, okay, uh, I want you to pick 32 high school players and see how many of them get picked in the first round. You know, mm-hmm. and when, when you get guys like a uh, uh, Trevor, 
number one in our rankings, number one in the pick and, and the draft. And we do that over and over and over again. When you yeah. have a guy that's, uh, oh, well, we had a number five and he goes number one. It's pretty damn good to pre- pre- predict something that's going to happen three to four years from now with all the variables that are out there. And yeah, and the way, I'm absolutely wrong, but yeah. it's uh, it's yeah. impossible to get right. But we're we're right about 68 to 80% of the time about where a kid's going to wind up being drafted. And, and we're not gonna have we're not gonna have this guy th- this this type fan on our show commenting because of who our who our fans watching the show are, but the people that want to say, well, look at the look at there's a wide receiver from Hofstra, somebody from Presbyterian College, he's like the third draft pick in their history, yeah. right? If they get a guy drafted every ten years, and there's a ton of small schools, if a small school produces one good player every three years, which is probably going to happen, great, that's awesome for the kid. It's like betting on the field. Yeah, Georgia's having a down year, and they're going to have 10 or 12 guys drafted Yeah, as far as the, the amount of guys coming out. That's wild. So, Well, I want to go back real quick, and I'll leave you all with this. Is the uh, Check out this quote from uh, our the head of our recruiting, um, Adam Gorney. He's the national recruiting analyst, and I thought it was pretty good. He says, uh, read that out, and I'll leave you all alone. Not only is what he's doing impressive recruiting-wise, but he's turning – them into national champions and NFL draft picks. That has the snowball effect. Kids are going there and getting disciplined. They're becoming what is that millionaire because millionaires because of it, and it will only get more kids that want to do it in Athens. Sorry, I got a little iffy on there. But so we're, we're, sitting, away. we're sitting away from the screen. We yeah. got to fix our. We got to fix the situation. Good job there. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the point of what he's saying is like. Georgia is is signing guys that are highly highly rated, but then man, they are taking those ingredients and making something really awesome out of them. Like those those kids don't come here and get lost. Yeah, they don't come here and just get left out on their own to figure it out. Like they're pushed, they're driven. Discipline is crazy as far as what's expected of those guys and what they learn to do. And it's it's funny to me. I get to talk to a few guys who um, have transferred other places, or some of the guys I know of the team now. We'll talk to buddies who have transferred to other places and just to hear them talk about the difference between going to, uh, you know, some ACC school, some other SEC school, some Big 12 school compared to what's like at Georgia is night and day. Yeah. Um, Kirby's got it going on, man. He really has it going on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's our dog. Yeah. And then the last one, Javon Bullard, number 62 to the Ravens. I think he that's your be, guy. I love Javon Bullard. Yeah. I think he's smart. I think. I think he'd be great with the Steelers. I think Mike Tomlin would fall in love with him if he just like. I, I think he he'd be great with the Steelers, but that's that's just me. Well, you just said Ravens. Yeah, he's number number sixty two to the Ravens, but I think he'd be a good fit with the Steelers. <laughs> he's gonna be a great fit anywhere. I just hope yeah, that point. wherever he goes, he's gonna be drafted at the same place that Marvin Harrison Jr. is and walk in the first day and just go like that at him. Like, <laughs> yeah, good point. Great. <laughs> How great would that be? Yeah. Buck. Yeah. Um, anyways, we saw this comment from uh right if you'll pull it up, Kirby's belt. Uh he said, What's up, dogs? Uh, did you see Beck's sweet car? Because so Carson Beck, and then there's one right below that says uh, James Caraway. I'm sure Russ was also <laughs> driving around in a three hundred thousand dollar sports car in his UGA days. This is this is crazy. Now, now there's some speculation on whether or not you know he bought it, whether it's an NIL deal, NIL lease. What I mean, this is this is insane. This isn't the first time we've seen you know a, a player, college football player, in a Lamborghini. We saw 
Bryce Young, I think, before he even stepped on campus, was driving around in a Lambo or so, something like that. So, <laughs> Let me address James Carraway for a second. <laughs> you could add up every vehicle that I've ever owned in my life, and I'm 41 years old. You could add up every vehicle I've ever had in my life, and they would not be worth $300,000. And I'm not stretching. It's not even close there. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish I'd had one. Now, what was your question? What'd you say? Oh, the the NIL stuff, whatever. Yeah, we got we got some speculation I mean, around Carson. You know, driving a Lamborghini. Did he buy it? Is it a lease? Is surely, it an NIL deal? surely it's a lease. Surely it's a lease. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. Now, don't get me wrong. He's probably making enough money to buy one now. Yeah, but sure. It, he ain't making ten mil a year, five mil a year, nothing like that. I don't think. Um, so I, I would bet it's a lease, probably an NIL deal that's being worked out somewhere, um, you know, because I don't know who posted that on social media, but is that not like a Lamborghini dealership or something posted on I there? I think so. It's like an Atlanta Autos, like 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 top tier, yeah. some type of. I would bet you he gets it for six months, 12 months, something like that. Yeah. That's like a few years ago, um, Utah, University of Utah. Their entire team got, got like the, the Dodge, Dodge yeah. Rams or something yeah. like that. And they were all twelve month leases uh-huh. that they, by the way, get ten ninety nines on, um, or something like that. So, yeah, <laughs> that's my aunt. Yeah, I see. I got a lot of family watching. Our viewership goes up just because I got a big family. Shout out to Russ's family for watching this. Thank you every every week for being you know ninety five percent of our viewership. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I was one of the first uh, first guys that really made the scooters possible in there. Um, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Now, right here. Carson having that car is an advertisement for Georgia as far as recruiting. That's right. I mean, if you say, hey, man, you come here, like, I would like to say that kids are wise enough to understand that Ferraris and Lamborghinis are not what validates you or make you something. But then you realize they're 18-year-old boys. Like, how many 18-year-old dudes do you know that would not be like, I'm going to get a Lambo? Right. Bruh, I would have been, I would have been, do you know how hot I would have been in front of the Walmart in Dublin, riding them down the street if I had a Lambo back in the day. I mean, it's wild. So, yeah, but but it's all recruiting. It's NIL. It's recruiting. It's kind of building this idea in these players' minds. If you come here, you can be a part of something this special and reach the highest levels. And and this is proof. That's that's the pudding, man. Yep. Like, that's the proof in the pudding. Now, he's the quarterback. He's QB1. All you other guys don't get to do what he does. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would assume it's a lease. I'm assuming it's NIL-related. Um but good for him. Yeah. If if he did buy it, I don't know that he makes the best decisions in the world. <laughs> so just that's a lot of money for a car. I don't think um, Kirby would allow it to buy one. You know, I think that would be a conversation about like, hey, you know, nope, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. return that right there. That's a, that's a liability. Right I, w- I would hope so. But I mean, but, good for him, man. Like, yeah. As long as he keeps working hard, preparing, doing things he needs to do to lead the team, I don't care what he drives. Yeah. I, he could drive an '87 Oldsmobile, as far as I'm concerned, but. <laughs> For his benefit, I'm glad he's got the Lambo. That's a that's sweet. Right. That's a sweet ride. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I would drive it. <laughs> I would too. I mean, if you if you're gonna make me, I'll drive it. Um, we had that comment from James Carraway. Uh, what I love about UGA with NIL: if you stay, you earn it. You get your money. Other schools paying 18 year olds just to show up. Yep. Um, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that, I mean, that's it. Up. Look, I mean, that's that's the man right there. That's QB one. That is the man for Georgia. If Georgia wins the national championship next year, it's because Carson Beck has a great year. Yeah. Okay. If he doesn't have a great year, it's a coin flip for Georgia. If he has a great year, Georgia can win the national championship. Yeah. So you look at a guy like that who's going to be Heisman front runner. He's leading the odds right now. We talked about that last week. 
you know, and, and yeah, it's all making sense. We're, we're literally processing this on the show. Yeah. That's a recruiting thing. Whoever said that a while ago, that's a recruiting deal for Georgia right there. So um, good for him. Good question right here from John Williamson. Just wondering why the players getting NIL are still getting scholarships. Because the vast majority of players, the vast majority of players are not getting enough money to cover tuition, books, and all that stuff that a scholarship covers. Okay. Yeah. That's a huge misconception. A lot, a lot of folks think that every player gets Lamborghinis, that every player is getting 10 grand a month, 20 grand a month, 30 grand a month. And that's not the case. Right. The vast majority of players are not getting enough money to, that will cover tuition, room, board, and books. They're just not. Mm -hmm. um, they're getting something now. They've got like, they call them like a red card or something over there where they get the certain meal food, cards, meal basically, cards yeah. basically, and which is great. Yeah. I, I love that they get that, that stuff. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know. The thing, I, the thing I get curious about is, are there guys like a Carson Beck, for instance, who is no longer on scholarship at Georgia to make room for other numbers to come in because the NIL money is so great? Jeez. Is that a conversation that ever gets had over there? Wow. So, um, you know, again, that's not. That's I, interesting. Well, it makes all the sense in the world, right? It does. It opened a spot for another guy who, who they couldn't maybe sway uh, unless with NIL money, maybe a scholarship. I, I don't know. That That's a that's a really good point. There. Tom Brady took a lot less pay for a long time to keep rosters stacked slap full. He got Randy Moss to play with him. Yeah. That's the greatest QB wide receiver combination I've ever w witnessed in football when their peak year. He was taking less to get them there. So if you're a Carson Beck, and, and it may not happen, but maybe it does. I mean, if you had a, if you had a guy, let's say Trevor Etienne was coming, there wasn't a roster spot for him. You're getting a million dollars a year, two million dollars a year, whatever it is. If you're Carson Beck, say, well, all right, I'm gonna take less now to give that guy a scholarship, right? To help me be better, to improve my draft stock, to make a hundred million dollars in NFL. Yes, please sign yeah. me up. So, um, and I have no idea how much money Carson Beck gets in IL, but but go back to the question and the answer. The reason they still get it is because the vast majority of players are not getting significant money in the NIL world. That, and that's a that's a good point. I think that's a, what a lot of people don't understand. You know, there's a limited amount of scholarship spots and walk-ons and all these other guys. And so, yeah, that's that's important to keep in mind. This comment from Kirby's belt: Beck showed up in his pajamas, and the salesman pulled some dirty khakis out of the hamper. I didn't even notice the khakis the first time. They're, they're actually bad. Now I wish he hadn't pulled that out because now <laughs> I'm not going. Not that I'm going to look this tweet up on a regular basis, but that is terrible. If you're a Lamborghini salesman. Like, man, buy some pants that fit that Maybe aren't wrinkled a, like that. A button down, too, or something like that's that. That's bad. Yeah. No, that's bad. That's just a bad. And Carson Beck's sandals are not a great look either. Like, I, that's just a bad picture overall. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. He looks comfy. I'll tell you that much. He probably, that's probably all Lululemon that he's wearing right now. I know he's a big Lululemon fan. So well, if Lululemon fit me properly, I would wear it. But. Yeah. It's it's some comfy stuff. Big. I've got a few select items. Anyways, Lululemon, if you want to sponsor the show, feel <laughs> yeah, we'll free. take that. We'll take that. <laughs> yeah, Russell squeeze. He'll squeeze into some stuff. Don't worry. Um, um, but yeah, good for Carson Beck. I'm glad for him, and it's cool. And yeah. maybe 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 I see him around town. Maybe give me a ride one day. That'd be cool. Yeah, we go we can do a barbecue view together. Yeah. Carson, if you're watching, I'm available. So. <laughs> uh, I think this is a, a decent segue into uh, Missouri. Speaking of NIL money, Missouri got an anonymous sixty-two million dollar donation from a donor. For football, that is that sixty-two million dollars. You just got sixty-two million dollars, like, yeah, hanging around. Like, what? Where? Wh what do you do? Missouri, yeah. Missouri. What? What alumni? What? Who is 
who? I it's just, I didn't even know Missouri had fans. So <laughs> to have somebody give six two million to their football team, you know, they needed a building named after them or something. But I saw like fifty mil for their stadium improvement, which is needed. Their stadium right. is not on par with other SEC schools. Um, but the the crazy part to me, and this is where the NCAA's got to get this crap fixed, man. Twelve million goes to basically their collective. Yep. Which is not supposed to be affiliated with university, but it's being announced as a gift to the university with twelve million going to the NIL collective. How's that work? It, it it doesn't. It's not supposed to, but it I guess it does. It's just gonna like they're literally look at this. Rowdy pulled this up. This state this is literally Missouri's athletic website. Mizzou yep. Athletic secures sixty two million dollar gift commitment. The historic $62 million commitment is the largest in Mizzou athletics history. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so I guess they're not saying they're not saying that other 12 million is for NIL. They're 12 for million the will go fund. towards Mizzou's Tiger Fund, a charitable program through the Tiger Scholarship Fund that benefits Mizzou student athletes, aka NIL. Mizzou football players. <laughs> Luther Burden, in particular, guys yeah. from the transfer portal. Yeah, that money, I mean, it it'll 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 help for sure. But uh I mean yeah. look, it, it, College athletics is an armed race now from talent acquisition to um, facilities to being able to hire coaches. Like you've got to have all of it now or else you're going to get left behind by the Georgias, Texas, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio states of the world because those places are producing crazy amounts of money right now. Yeah. So for a place like Missouri, and, and I like I like the Eli Drinkwitz guy, by the way. Yeah. As far as other SEC schools are concerned, I'm okay with Missouri. And I like the Drinkwitz guy. Him and Kirby love their cousins or something. Seems all right. Um, it's probably just because they both have kind of shaggy hair and wear vi- the same visor. <laughs> but, um, right. but, you know, for him to have that kind of um, – infusion to his program man like it is it is life for that program it's hope for them to actually move from mid-level sec and, and look missouri was good this year but they're not they're not top tier sec right money like that can move you there oh absolutely getting players getting coaches 12 million dollars it, it it's a lot of money it's that, a lot of that money. could secure you some some decent talent there for for a little bit of time so yeah uh yeah 50 like we mentioned 50 million dollars for stadium renovations which probably I've never been, I've never been to Columbia, Missouri, so I've never seen that stadium. Yep. However, I have seen it on TV. It it could yeah. probably use some 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 renovations to yeah, it, just like fine. Sanford Stadium's getting some, yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I think that that this obviously needed to be addressed in in some capacity because this is sixty two million dollars. That's a lot. That's a lot of Where dough, brother. did it come from? That is a lot of dough, brother. Look, we got Roddy saying it's an awful stadium. <laughs> That's what he said in the comments. Uh, we also had a comment from uh, your dad, Ed Tanner. He said, "I had to buy that scooter." Talking about the scooters you were riding around on. Don't listen to him. <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have pops on the show one day. Oh, I'm we, looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, we can we can make it happen. So, yeah, it, it, some of these some of these slow days. I've, I've been thinking about this, like what we're gonna do for this. Some of these slower times of Georgia football. I think y'all need to meet the Tanners. So we'll have pops on here. He loves to sit in the comments, talk trash about me. So we'll, we'll have him on here and talk about it. So, yeah. um, I can't wait to hear some of the recruiting stories he has because he, I mean, the, the Notre Dame story, that one, that one was good. The, <laughs> <laughs> Did we tell that on air? If I just told yeah, you, Yeah, no, you told that. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was the, 
very first episode that Good. we that we yeah yeah we'll, we'll cover all that kind of stuff jerry swin and uh tyson, tyson. Browning. Yeah. yeah 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 that was a good one <laughs> um yeah if you haven't seen that go go get caught up on dogs and hogs we got plenty of episodes out by now um uh, another piece of this nil puzzle roddy tweeted this about top tier authentics uh we went from suspending todd Gurley to this which is a list of all these different players these these new guys that are coming in these early enrollees and some some players that are already on the team as well as kirby smart signing they're they're being paid it's a new i guess nil deal or something like that being paid you know, for autograph signings and stuff like that. So um, just a very interesting. uh, Yeah. I mean, nobody's mad about that than Coach Rick. (laughs) Right. right. I mean, he's, he said, I got to lie tonight, which is funny because Coach Rick would never lie. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's wild, man, how much football has now changed. College football has changed in 10, 12 years, however long it's been since Todd was here to, to what we're doing now. You know, there were guys coming and getting autographs from us back when we played and selling them, but we didn't get any money from it. Yeah. And you try to avoid those guys. Now, these guys are not going to sign a lot of stuff unless it's an authenticated type deal where, you know, you got to get the dollars right. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's all wild and crazy. I'm, I'm good for those kids being able to sign and do that kind of stuff, which is good for them, but. I worry. I worry about the direction of college football with it being this all yeah. this stuff. So yeah, this is the this is the list right here. The top recruiting class plus some of the new guys that some of the transfers like Trevor mm-hmm. Etienne and London Humphrey. Some of those guys. I mean, just look at that list. It's it's number one recruiting class. Michael Jackson's on there. The transfer from USC. So it's just all these guys. What what is what what song are we playing for him? If he well, it's got to be Thriller. Like if he does you something, else, so? yeah, it's got to be thriller. All right, if he's if he's explosive, yeah, and then that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, Xavier McLeod's on the list, but a bunch yep. of guys on the list of you know um, walk-ons and yep. you know some of these new guys. These are it's talent, man. Those guys. I mean, this is could be could the, that list. There could be a lot of money. These autographs could be worth a lot of money here in the mm-hmm. near future. Um, well, yeah. Anyways, that is that is a very very stacked list. Somebody um, said they look forward to meet the Tanners. We're gonna work that out. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Well, yeah. we're already meeting. What? Hmm? Who's coming on next week? You want to? Yeah, we can tease the next two weeks. Yeah. Um. So try next, at least trying to. We, you know, this is it's not confirmed for next week, right? With my wife. Yeah. It's not confirmed. All right. Well. She's hard to nail down. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping. You know, next week is Valentine's Day. So I may have to like bribe her tell her Coach Donnan's gonna be here or something like that because she <laughs> loves like my wife loves Jimmy D. Yeah, she loves Coach Donnan. Maybe Roddy can uh, so, can hook us up. Roddy um, does the show with him every single week. So yeah, so. I'm gonna try to get my wife on for a uh, a little romantical uh, dogs and hogs episode. Let her talk about uh, things she loves, Georgia football, and hopefully me. Um, <laughs> my wife is a more rabid Georgia fan than I am. She was born in Athens. Um, you know, she's been going to games longer than I have, and she loves it. So, uh, yeah, she is uh, She is one I have to put a leash on when we go some to away games because she will fight. So, she's one of the ones barking at the – I've never heard her actually bark. Oh, really? Her voice is deep enough, but I've seen her <laughs> kick a little stuffed gator that somebody had on a string walking around. No way. Oh, yeah, she's That's awesome. Up. That is awesome. So, anyways, hopefully my bride, Shelly's going to be on next week. 
she does she is not watching the show tonight so she doesn't know so oh. i can get home and i can i can try to talk her into it perfect and then um yeah after that the following week big news as, as long as everything goes we're uh gonna have one of the one of the qb ones jake Fromm's coming on with us yep. and it's gonna be a different episode because i'm bribing jake with steak yep. so we're going to cook probably I, i'll go ahead and say it's gonna be some of the best steak you've ever had in your life I my, believe co- it. my cousin matt is coming he's gonna cook we're gonna have him cook and we're gonna talk dogs and hogs and eat steak on the show with jake Fromm in two weeks so hopefully my wife shelly next week jake Fromm the week after that so yeah so a lot to look forward to fans thanks for thanks for tuning in we're, we're gonna keep rolling here we'll wrap up here in a minute but let's talk a little bit of super bowl we already talked a little bit about it last week mm-hmm. you have you changed your mind at all last week you were kind of leaning chiefs you're like how is it yeah the chiefs are getting hot at the right time it's going to be hard to stop them at this point in the season uh 49ers are favored by a point and a half i guess you can check different books and see um you know yeah. some said two and a half some say one it, it just varies um do you think Vegas is setting a trap there by favoring a yeah. lot of the money. I heard a lot of the money's on the Chiefs for this game. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, and I would bet it is. So usually that tells you that you should go the other way because we don't know. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I, I said it last week, I'm pulling for the 49ers, which is somebody who grew up liking the Falcons is hard to do, but Charlie Warner's my buddy. And I pull for my buddies. I know, I know. There's players on both teams, but Charlie's my buddy, so I won't, I won't. Charlie win Super Bowl. Yeah, and he'll come on the show if he wins. <laughs> double, double whammy win. Right. Um, and I think the 49ers probably have a better roster, top to bottom. But Patrick Mahomes is going to go down with two or three greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game. It's crazy we're saying that, and he's like six years in, just getting started. Yeah, my son, my son is a huge Mahomes fan, and he said last night that um, Mahomes has said he wants to play another 15 years. Um, but he's going to go down as one of the goats and he's going against Brock Purdy. I love Brock Purdy. I love the story. I love watching the guy play. He's a smart football player, very good football player. He ain't Patrick Mahomes. I want the 49ers to win, but I don't know how you bet against Mahomes in Super Bowl playoff high pressure games. He's just so good. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong, by the way. I saw this. Speaking of Brock Purdy, I saw this video that somebody posted of uh, Taylor Swift talking about number 13 it's like her lucky number even yeah. though it's an unlucky number and then it, it was like the super dramatic music and, and then they showed brock purdy because he's number 13 and they're like the only person who can stop the chiefs or something like that i thought it was so funny because all this you know this this taylor swift and travis kelsey speculation and the, it's a deep fake right do we really think they're an actual romantic couple they i think they kissed on camera after he won the last game or something like that listen i know but like I don't know. Somebody also asked Travis Kelsey at the the media day, the Super Bowl media day. They said, who's getting a ring first, the 49ers or Taylor? And he said, I don't know. I just hope I'm wearing a ring by the end of, <laughs> by this, the end of this sun, uh, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. It, I, I'm excited about the Super Bowl. I think it sets up to be a good one. There's been some years past where it's been like, man, I don't really care. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like I like both these teams. You know, we went to uh, Airhead this summer on our family road trip and rode by there. My son Major listens to the song Red Kingdom all the time. <laughs> it's the only Tech Nine song that my son is allowed to listen to, by the way. <laughs> um, if you don't know about Tech Nine, I don't recommend going and listen to that <laughs> with the family. But he uh, does listen to Red Kingdom. So we do that regularly. But yeah, Charlie's our guy. Yeah. So um we'll see, man. I'm I'm excited about watching it. Yeah. It'll be interesting for sure. Russ, as we wrap up the show, um, you're wearing a what are you wearing? Snow's barbecue. Yeah, Snow's barbecue. Okay. Okay. Where where'd you did you go anywhere this week for for a lot of the fans love your your yeah. barbecue reviews? Yeah. 
Where'd you go this week for barbecue? Man. If you went somewhere. Yeah, I did. It, and I actually, um, and for those who are asking, yeah, I'm going to try to get it on YouTube or something to watch soon. It's just on my personal Facebook, my personal Instagram pages right now. You, you can find me at rtanner50 on those. Um, and this was actually probably my most interacted with, um, shared, like, commented on review that I've ever really? done. And it's probably my favorite place I've ever done. And I'd never heard of it until Friday at like 1030. And I ate there at 1115. <laughs> was you jump in the car and go yeah. immediately? What, where, where was it? What's it's, it called? It's called Sanders Barbecue. It's in Carlton, Georgia. It's between Lexington and Elberton out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there ain't no Elberton is, is literally the definition of nowhere. So I believe you on that one. People from this town drive to Elberton to shop out there. Okay. But Sanders Barbecue. It's an 85-year-old man named Carlton Sanders. He lives in Carlton, Georgia, and on Sanders Barbecue. Sanders Barbecue. 85 years old. He and his wife, Miss Murtis, and their two sons work there. They open on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. They cook on a real pit outside, out back. Was this the um, the wood shavings on the floor place? Nope. That was oh, Holcomb's. Place. Nope, Man, that was it's, it's tough to keep track of your barbecue reviews. I mean, you got one look, week. I'm on, I'm on, I, I know this is not great TV here either, but let's see if I can get this on camera here. This was their pit right here. Can we get on there? Look at that. I mean, that's their – it ain't really working. That's their pits right there. And then Mr. Carlton, he's 85 years old, and he's in there serving us. And um, anyways, man, it was – it may be my favorite barbecue restaurant. It, it It's top three in the state of Georgia for me. So – Right, that's them. Up. That's them right there. Sanders down home barbecue. Is that five it's star? Open. Is this a five star Yelp review? Is that a four point four? It's got only a few reviews. Uh, we got Greg Watts over here. He said, "Love Sanders barbecue." Yep. So hey, if you guys are watching, go uh, go support you know local small business. Uh, uh, some some barbecue, some soul food. It says Sanders down home barbecue. Yeah. soul food. I've heard they had the best fried chicken you'll ever have. It was fried to order. We didn't leave enough time to eat there because I had something else had to do that day. Um. We have time to stay for the fried chicken, but yeah, it was awesome, man. And like, they are the nicest people, might be the not maybe the nicest people I've ever met. Wow, present company included. I mean, they were like the most genuinely nice, down to earth, kind people that you're ever going to meet. And their food was amazing, it was great. So, sounds like a great yeah, experience. Sanders Barbecue, man. I ranked it in the nines, I gave it a 9.2, which is wow, on my scale at a 9.2 is. That's insane. I know. What was the, what was the best thing you had? Best side and also best best entree. And you keep saying you're a rib guy, so I'm they're rib, they're ribs there it is. slapping. Knew it, knew it. But it was the best smoked chicken I've ever had. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was all great. I mean, the environment, the people, the ambiance, those things are very important to me. Yeah. So I don't rank it just on food. The food was really really good, but the whole experience to me put it in the nines, which yeah. is crazy for me. Hey, that's awesome. Go, I've only, I've only go review three, them on I've Yelp. I've been three nines in Georgia, and they're one of the three. Wow. So. What are the other two? Doss Brothers. Yeah. Doss, da, sorry, in Atlanta, and then Fox Brothers in Atlanta. Wow. Yeah. Hey. Very different well, places, by the way, than, than Sanders Barbecue. Right. Those are new age, new school, brisket, Um, you know, a lot of different stuff, variety. Really awesome. But Sanders has been doing this for a long time. Yeah. And they were awesome people. Well, hey, even if you haven't eaten there, go review them on Yelp. Give them five stars because uh, we support local businesses here. Yep. Um, well, that about wraps us up here, Russ. Uh, thank you, fans, for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week to Dogs and Hogs. We'll hopefully have uh, Mrs. Tanner on the show next week. Uh, and then the week after, stay tuned because we're going to have Jake Fromm on as well. Yep. So uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. You know, 
catch us every single Wednesday, 8 p.m. right here, same time, same place. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Russ, got any closing remarks? Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>